Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Stars 4, Episode 10, titled Super Queen Grand Finale. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one wonderful co-host. From AfterBuzz TV, please say, girl, this day has wrecked my motherfucking nerves. Help me. To Jay Ellis. Hello, Jay Ellis. And what? <laughs> Hi, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing going very, very well. Uh, look, Jay, we have a lot to discuss, so we're going to get right into it. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. This week, everyone loves each other. Toderick, uh, the girls lip sync and dance to Super Queen. RuPaul changes her show to Where's the Tea? Naomi and Monique are unceremoniously eliminated, leaving Monet and Trinity as the top two all-stars of the season. After a lip sync battle for their legacies, RuPaul, in one of the most clumsily edited moments in the history of television, ruined those legacies by naming both Trinity the Tuck Taylor and Monet Exchange as the winners of All-Star 4. Jay, the twinks are shooketh. Give me two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. The thing I like the most, imagine if you edited my, um, how bad the editing was at the end of the episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about, yeah, um, or it's all done in ADR. Uh, so I had two things I liked and one of them was I thought that the judges critiques at the end were very fair and representative of the direction that the show was going because sometimes in these finales, they just kind of praise the Queens and kiss their ass at the very end. Mm -hmm. And you just don't really have a clear idea as to who they think are actually the front runners. But I thought that them pointing out Naomi and and, uh, Monique's flaws really showed that we knew who the top two were going to be. And they, I think they chose valid reasons for putting Monet and Trinity in the final two. Mm -hmm. So I really liked the way that they represented themselves in the critique. And I also really, I know you're not, I know you, can appreciate the looks and that's how I am too. But I thought that these finale looks like the final runway, I had mm. some of the, re- had some really defining moments for the Queens. I think that the looks that they had were amazing. It was really fun to watch. Um, <laughs> and the thing I didn't like about this episode was the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, it, it, I felt like all stars four was a really fun season. And then this episode, it, it kind of not fell apart because anytime I'm watching drag race, is a good time like i always have fun but it just felt like this episode i i I don't know it it didn't feel like it had that same format where it rolled smoothly from the podcast to the choreography to the final presentation like with the uh i'm I'm thinking about season 10 where we had eureka aquaria asia like where they're doing their movements and it goes to a different part of the stage so it had this the camera work on this one just didn't move right for me the fog on the the stage, I could see them looking for their marks sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they were saying about Trinity looking for, like feeling like she was looking for her next step, which I I noticed as well. But I kind of think that they were kind of sabotaging each one of the Queens by having this all done on one stage without that much, without the the proper blocking. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I think a lot of things were very, very rushed. Yeah. On on this. And I was thinking like, I was actually thinking like, when did they film this music video? There's a part of me I have no proof of this. It's just speculation because they don't really reference the music. Oh, they do reference the music video in their, their critiques. Never mind. Never mind. Um, all right. Here's the thing. Um, 
I actually, I, I, it was hard for me to find things to like about this episode, I'll be honest with you. But I did like Trinity's runway outfit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cute. Even though I don't, well, I'll talk about during the looks. Um, I really do like it when they bring back former contestants. And so I like seeing Alaska. I like seeing Trixie. I like seeing Chad. We don't see Chad as much. Also, Alaska with the Team Katya umbrella, I think, stole <laughs> the show. Yeah, that was great. That was so funny. And Jay, for the first time in RuPaul's Drag Race recap history, I have a double crowning for the one thing I didn't like. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. The horrible editing at the finale, which I'm sure we'll discuss in at, at in, in detail if we had as if we haven't discussed it in detail for 15 minutes, <laughs> right? But um, the that that horrible editing of that finale, which I was thinking right now, I was like, because you know they uh, Trinity and Monet were originally supposed to be at Roscoe's for the live finale, right? And at the last minute, Wow had them cancel it, and they flew out to LA and they filmed it in LA somewhere. I think by the Ace Hotel, because then they came out with Casey Musgraves later while she was doing a show, and uh, they they filmed them getting the reactions live. But I was like, well, if you film them out live why not just because they on all stars 2 we know that they told the girls right before the reunion look look look, this is who won okay yeah would it make more sense like who really cares about a live reaction just say look you're both the fucking winners we need to redo because they could have reshot on the stage you know or at least made it look like something they could have put thrown something again and at least have them walk down together and then cut in the other girls reacting on the sides you know and then that would have looked at least a little better it, it was just harsh for them to even because they weren't really even acknowledging the fact that they were editing it so weird until they did the split screen of them both walking back to the stage yeah. and then forward. I was like, oh, so now they're kind of acknowledging the fact that it's <laughs> that they're they didn't they didn't plan this at all. Um, or and it's also in their hand that even they don't they don't make it a big secret that they tape two different versions. Oh yeah, I know that. Well, that's what I'm saying is like to the person who may not have known that before this episode, I think it was clear now because everything Rue said was not, it was all ADR'd in and um, it was just reaction shots from everybody. That whole like 10 seconds of them announcing both Queens. It was just, it's, if you didn't know that before it's now, you know. And the other thing I didn't like was, and, and, and look, we'll get into this during this segment. I'm sure I'll go off on it then too is, but, but please tell me, Maybe you can defend this person. I cannot stand this Tondra call. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of people who agree with me. I made a post on our Instagram feed this week. It was the biggest post we've ever had. Over 4,000 people like liked the photo that I put on Instagram that was anti Todrick. So there's a lot of anti Todrick out there, and I'm one of those people. And I have evidence from this episode. But can you? T- are you a Todrick fan? Um, where where do you fall on this Todrick Hall? I actually did not know who he was until season eight. Um, yeah, and I think that's when he first became involved in the show. Maybe I'm I'm messing up the timeline there, but um, I feel like as far as a I don't go out of my way to listen to his music or watch his videos. So I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I only really know him through the show. So that's kind of where my perception of him comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that he creates appropriate choreography as like I, I dance and stuff. So I I think that his style of dance fits Mm -hmm. the lyrics and the vibe of what the show is going for. Mm -hmm. So I do want to give him that. And I will say for that this episode, I thought he was toned down so much and he seemed like he was having more fun. I kind of want to say that they, gave him notes to not 
like we're not going to play the shade rattle every time somebody like misses a, a finger gun, you know, one way versus another or whatever. Because sometimes he's way too harsh on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's trying to be uh, like, I don't know. It's, it's a thing. But go ahead. Yeah, as far as, but I'm, I'm saying he, he accomplishes his mission as far as getting the choreo for the girls that they need. I think that it's an appropriate thing, but for him as a judge and stuff, he's not one that I look forward to or when he's on there, I'm just like, okay, like Todrick's here. I, I, I don't, I, I'm very baseline about him. And then when RuPaul says family, I'm like, Oh, I can't believe he's in that family. Yeah. Uh, would love to work with him, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is here's the weird thing for me is I have very good. Not okay. Not only is, 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 is uh, sometime guest co-host Jake Dupree, really good friends with him. Yeah. I have actual really good friends of mine who are really good friends with him and it hurts me. And I, and I don't ever tell, and I didn't even told Jake that I just, he literally makes me my, my, my white knuckles when he's on the air and makes me so ever, you know what too? I was very indifferent towards him as well until I really felt he fucked over Thorgy during the all-stars three oh, yeah. um, live show. And it, ever since then, I've just had this deep seated hatred for Tondrick. And I'll even say this, he did a fantastic job on that Kitty Girls uh choreography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was appropriate. I I when we talk about the dance segment, I think I have a little bit more about the actual steps and the the workload that each queen is given. All right. Well, you know what we're going to do right now? Why don't we that was very good. Why don't we take this time now and we're going to take a break and then we will be back uh right after this. Hi guys, this is Bob the Drag Queen, and you're listening to Drag Race Recap on Afterthought Media. Oh, thanks, Bob. We're back. Hi, hey, Bob. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> thanks, Bob. You can go. Yeah, go over there. I have your drinks over there. Go ahead. <laughs> Bob is um, when we covered the finale for season nine. My uh, co-host uh, Lorraine Love, or AKA Mark J. Freeman, mm-hmm. Bob was a fan of the the recaps and knew who we were and was very fun and very, I mean, just one of the winners that I think truly was one of the deserved winners. Mm-hmm. I know what's kind of suck is he got fucked over because it was a short season. And then that's when they premiered all stars Two, like right after. Right. Yeah. That's when our, later. Yeah. That's when the fatigue starts to, <laughs> I think that's when my, not fatigue, it's like I said, I always will love Drag Race, but with the announcement of UK season 11 coming right now, it's just like, man, I would love to just take a breath. And I don't know how you feel, but it's just, you are just going to be working around the clock again. Yeah, but here's the deal, like, you know, uh, not to be all like show businessy on the air right here, but like, you know, my manager a couple weeks ago was, you know, having to talk with me and he was like, well, you know, uh, some people brought up a concern, like, what are you going to do when the season's done? I was like, oh, I think we're going to like a no more this maybe like the summer you have off. Right. I told my god, they're doing this drag race UK. It's gonna be I am assuming in the fall. Yeah. They're filming in a, in a few weeks. And uh I'm assuming we're gonna get that in the fall and then we're gonna go right into all stars and it's back into season twelve and Yeah. It, look, I mean it's really a good problem to have, honestly, because it's like our favorite show gets year round coverage. It's just I'm afraid that they get burnt out as well. With, oh, the audience totally gets burned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What they should do is they should make season 11 like a summer show. Space it out with a few months in between. Agreed. I think that would actually thrive in the summer. It'd be a, a great summer, like oh, go to a bar and a tank top mm-hmm. and watch it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I agree with you. I agree. But here we are. 
After Latrice's elimination, the girls walk back into the workroom to remove their drag. Trinity explains her decision for choosing Latrice's lipstick. The girls once again recap their scorecards, and Monique Hart fakes out Monet Exchange about the name on Monique's lipstick. The next day, the girls walk back into the workroom where Naomi promptly spanks Trinity right before RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. The girls will be dancing and singing their own lyrics to RuPaul's new track, Super Queen. They will be choreographed by Todrick Hall... And then they will also be a guest on RuPaul's podcast, What's the Tea with Michelle Visage. Jay, I decided, I mean, there's not much to discuss here, but your thoughts on this uh, little opening bit here with the the cold open and then the, hey, everyone. Yeah, um, they justified why Trinity had pulled the trees. I like that Monet kind of question, like, well, what did she say? I, I do like when they when they do that. I noticed, I, I don't want your input. Did you notice that Monique was just completely on the side, sitting on the table, just looking down and just kind of seemed out of the conversation at this point. Yes, I did actually clock that, which is funny that you say that. And now I'm, but I, but I didn't think to speculate as to why did you have, a, did you have an idea? Well, I'm just, I'm wondering if they said, we're going to give Trinity her moment to explain why she sent Latrice home. So Trinity, you're over here. Cause she was by the mirror. And then the three other contestants were kind of back by the workroom. Mm-hmm. And then they gave Monique her time on the couch. So, I mean, I'm just wondering if somebody stepped in and said, can y'all just like let Trinity get out her thing and then we'll get to you, Monique? Because Monique just looked kind of sad. I don't know. It was like, it, I'm just so used to her being loud and happy and just kind of in the scene. And then I just know, I, like my eye just went to her and I was like, oh, she's just looking down. And like, maybe she would just hit her point of like, I don't want to be in this drag anymore. I don't know. It could be. It could, I mean, she could be exhausted. Another thing could be too is going, and, and this is pure, obvious, just armchair speculation here. But it could be as well that, you know, she felt she needed the actual winning of the lip sync going into the final four. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, Trinity, who was already so ahead anyway, got it. And that she was a little upset about that. But then she seemed fine on the couch. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, That's what I think. Subdued. She was more subdued. Yeah, I, I like the fake out of her saying, Monet, I don't want to do this in front of America. But <laughs> I thought that was like really clever and cute. And that was like, that's the Monique that I really like. Yeah. So um, I, I thought that that was a fun little thing. It is weird because at that moment when they're all on the couch, I'm like, oh, this is our final four. And it just didn't, it just didn't register at, until that point that these were the contestants that I had to pick one to root for. Well, look, now you're getting to, I mean, we're getting to a deeper topic here. Maybe we can do this now because there's not much else to discuss in this segment is, was this the final four that should have been there? Like if you could have picked the final four, you know what? I want to do this right now. I, this is actually was my original intention. For those of you listening, I'll talk about this later. Patreon supporters got an extended version of this episode. So Jay and I read it earlier and this was, I was originally going to bring this up then, but I'll bring it up here now is I want to go through each queen and I'm going to ask you. Did they go home at the right time? So the first one to go home was Jasmine Masters. Did she go home at the right time? I'm basing this solely not on how much I like the queen, but just their performance on the yeah. show. So yes, Jasmine deserved okay. to go home after that challenge. Pheromone. Uh, I just can't imagine her going past that. So yes. Okay. Who was after Pheromone? <laughs> I've already forgotten the whole season. I believe it was Gia Gunn. Oh, you're right. It was Gia Gunn. I'm pulling up on, on Wikipedia what, what the order was. I think um, I have it. But yeah, Gia Gunn, um, I would have loved for Gia to have stayed a little bit more, but I don't think she was willing to give the competition everything that she, I don't think she was willing to give the competition. So I think she mm-hmm. was, I think that was a good, that was fine for her to go home. But 
Okay. And then, but I have a, with an asterisk next to it. So yes, at that point she should have gone home. You know, what's so funny is I'm looking at this right now and this just seems, oh, because we had those, like those two extra episodes in between. I was like, Valentina went home next, but we missed. Okay. So let me go back. I'm not going to do the order that the show is in. I'm actually going to go in the correct order. So after Gia Gunn, we lost Latrice for the first time. Did Latrice go home the correct, was that correct for her to go home then? Latrice was flailing in the competition. I think she should have been like her and Gia Gunn could have been interchangeable for me because that snatch game match game thing was a wreck for both of them. So I think either of them could have gone at that point. Valentina. (sighs) Valentina. (laughs) Uh, She went on the club 96 club 96 challenge, right? Yeah. Um, that was an appropriate time for her to go, I think. But I would have liked for her to have gone a little bit longer because I was just enjoying watching her. Here's and oh, go ahead. No, go finish your thoughts. Well, and I also wanted to say, I think that Gia should have came back into the competition. This is nothing new that nobody hasn't said before, but I think Gia should have come back into the competition as opposed to Latrice. Cause I think L- Gia would have given something great for that club challenge. That would have been fun to watch. It would have been amazing television. Agreed. Uh, Valentine, I think both seasons nine and all stars Four. the person who really sends home Valentina is Valentina. Yeah. There seems to be about two thirds of the competition. She just gets fucking bored of it and tired and she's just done and she self sabotages. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. When she started doing that weird character, where right. she became a little boy, it was really, really weird. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the right time for her to go home, but it was her own damn fault in a weird kind of way. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one, this is what I'm really getting at. Manila. Manila should not. I Just because I think she was doing so well in the competition, and I get Naomi's reasoning for sending her home. And uh, who else had her lipstick in? Was that Mon- who? Monet. Monet yeah. was also going to send Manila home. So to me, I'm like, wow, 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 wow. Like to send home such a huge competitor is major for the competition because you just open up the doors for anybody now. Mm-hmm. But I was not ready for Manila to go home. And I am surprised that producers didn't step or that nobody stepped in at that point because mm-hmm. there's a queen of color who was reigning champion of the, the game. Mm-hmm. That just seems like the clear front runner and winner if they wanted to check all the boxes of diversity, talent, charisma, uniqueness, you know, we get everything all in one queen. So let's say they bring you in season 10 episode, brand new twist. You get to switch out any one of the top four for Manila. Who are you switching out? Um, for I'm sorry, what season? All Stars Four. Oh, All Stars Four. I think you said season ten, but oh, did I? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like uh, Eureka. Um, <laughs> Cameron Michaels. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, Cameron. That would <laughs> who? <laughs> exactly. For everyone listening, uh, I I feel that uh, Jay is the the voice doppelganger of Cameron Michaels. <laughs> um, I've. I, the voice hasn't been in my ears for so long, so I don't remember. Um, as far as All Stars 4, who would I switch out for Manila? I would take out, just based off of performance, because I like to, I li- it's kind of like Trinity. I like to see the best of the best. I think Naomi was lowest on the totem pole for me, so that would be Manila's spot. Okay, very good. I understand. Okay, and then would you think Manila would have won if she would have made it? Uh, let's see. The challenge was choreo, which I don't think I've seen Manila do dancing like that so but i think i think she would thrive at least be in a top two contention like a contender for the top two so so one one thing i was thinking about later do you well let me ask you let me ask you this final question i have another topic okay 
is do you think Manila should have won All-Stars 4? Do you think she's the true winner? Is she the Ben Della Cram or Shangela of All-Stars 3? Uh, my in- my gut is yes. And I think solely because I think she knows music. So as far as writing lyrics and stuff, I think that it would have been really fun to see what she provided. But she is the one who I think when we think back of the, the show, we'll be like, oh man, Manila was bringing it. So yeah, I think Manila would have been a really great, a great winner. Do you think that? Is that where your mind is? Well, it is my where my mind is. But I was thinking, you know, everyone's always talking about a winner season. Winner season, winner season, winner season. And I was thinking this morning, you could, I think, I'm, I, I didn't too, put too much thought into it. I wanted to do it right here with you on the air. I'm thinking you could do a rob season. People who were robbed, you know? Like, like gone too soon. Gone too soon or they, were, they should have won the crown. Like, for instance, first person that comes to mind you always hear about is Raven. Right. right? Yeah. Then we have Manila. That was even before All Stars Four. There was always this Manila was robbed thing. You have Shangela. I'm making a list right now. You have Shangela. You uh, Alyssa, Juju, Ben. Yeah, like <laughs> there's so many. Ben kind of robbed himself. Who? Ben Delacreme. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I don't think Ben would go back to the show at this point. I think that's pretty so clear. Juju. No, actually, Ben in an interview said he would go back. Oh, interesting. I, did, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it isn't every recently that he'd go back. Um, Juju, uh, who else did you say? Well, we'll put Ben in there. We'll put Ben in there. Who else has been robbed? Um, I feel like Pandora got shafted on All Stars 1. Uh, Pandora, but I'll put her on the list. Fine. <laughs> you, know why, you know why, though? I don't agree with you, but just so we can prove once and for all she's stupid and dumb and no, she wasn't. Okay? It was like, okay, fine. Shut up. Here's your chance. Uh, is there anybody else who was Latrice was no is no longer on that list? We, we she got her second chance. And I think she kind of she's not good at the competition. She, fla- she it was kind of like an uh, um Roxy Andrews for me. That was Latrice's performance. Was Roxy Andrews oh. where you could see the the prestige drag, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't coming through on the show for us. I think I'd throw in Shea Kool Aid on there. Oh, Shea Coulee. Yeah, for sure. I, don't know if I would ever say this contestant is Rob, but I think deserves another chance that the crown is detox. Yeah, I would. When I look back at All Stars 2, I, you and I have talked about how much we love Alaska, but that mm-hmm. really could have gone to detox or Katya mm-hmm. so easily. Oh, Katya, I'll put on there too. So we have nine so far, and I'm sure we'll hear from others. But, you know, if you just need 10, I, mean, I don't know who the 10th person would be. Oh, I think you said Alyssa, but I don't know. I don't think Alyssa's that good at the competition. Yeah, it'd be fun to see her, but do you ever feel that Alyssa was robbed? Um, I I think Alyssa got what she needed out of the show, so no. You know, I think maybe some <laughs> the, some oh, the the princess, <laughs> Sa- <laughs> Sasha Bell. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, Kenya Michaels. <laughs> and, oh, Who's so. that? <laughs> pork chop would be robbed. That's a that's a fun one. Oh yeah, pork chop. You could say was robbed. Also. Uh, you know, some might actually say Chanel. I wouldn't. Oh, Nina Flowers. Yeah, some Nina, might Flowers. Say. Yeah. Nina Flowers. Angina. <laughs> now we're just doing fan favorites. I mean, really, they could do a fan favorites version of the show, and that would be fun. But then again, it just gets into that scary territory of people. Stacey Lane Michaels. Well, Stacey Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. Matthews. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so uh, but we, I, I think, I, I think I'd rather, to be honest with you, looking at this list, what we have here is. Um, uh, it sounds like an, I'd rather see this season of Raven, Manila, Shangela, Jujube, Ben, Pandora, Shay, Detox, Katya, Nina Flowers. And I had another one that popped in my head, but I can't remember who it is. Eureka. And 
<laughs> and Charlie Hines. But um, <laughs> oh man, that lip sync. Uh, so okay, well let's move on. I, that was just that was a great thing to do in that segment because there was nothing much to say there. In the workroom, Monet plans to tie her lip lyrics back to the challenge. Monique and Monet have a heart to heart about the importance of a black queen winning the crown. Naomi talks about how skilled she is, while Trinity reveals that she's nervous because of the choreography and her poor performance in the season nine group number. Trinity then tells us she's going to win. On the main stage with Todrick Hall, the girls get to work on their choreography. Trini doesn't feel confident in her dancing skills. Naomi flirts with her dancer, and Todrick reads her for it. Monet can't cartwheel, and neither can Monique, for that matter. Trinity appears to struggle with her moves, while Naomi impresses everyone with her ability to be lifted in the air. Jay Ellis, don't you even know that dancer that was Naomi was flirting with? <laughs> yeah, his name's Walker. Uh, him and I worked on something together a while back. Oh, okay. So what were your thoughts here on the workroom? A lot of the, again, this usually happens towards the end where a lot of the workroom is very um, just like, oh, isn't this wonderful what we've been doing and all these wonderful things that have been happening. We're all so wonderful and we love each other. Yeah. So it's really not much in terms of like drama, but what were your thoughts on these two segments? Uh, with the workroom, I don't have so much to say because it's, you're right. It's kind of them, they they just are kind of airing. They're kind of foreshadowing what we're expected to believe, like Trinity saying, I, I can dance, but I'm not a choreography. Like, you know, she's yeah. given us that. So we're like already expecting that she's going to flail around the stage. Um, the main stage, I think, is where I can talk a little bit more about actually seeing them put the money where the mouth is. Yeah. Trinity sucked, you know, like that's, that mm-hmm. is true. But she, what I liked about her and appreciated is that she was marking and following along and saying, well, she wasn't, sometimes we see the t- contestants just like, like let out their air and go, I, I can't do this. I'm stuck. I'm lost. And then, I feel like she kept trying and trying and trying, which I really appreciated. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you see Monet, who is just nailing it. But I think that comes from doing theater. And some people's brains just pick up choreo so much faster. Yeah. So that was really fun to watch the difference between those two. As far as Naomi and Monique, I don't really have any standout moments for them. I do like that you you say it in the script that... (laughs) Naomi impresses everybody with her ability to be lifted in the air. And there is there is a physicality to being lifted uh-huh. and singing. But when you're lip syncing, you, you're, you're not worried about where the hands are or where your breath is. Because, you know, when singers get lifted up, it is an impressive thing to keep in control of their breath and their rhythm. But lip syncing, I don't it, it It feels like they took a lot of her workload off from Naomi because she's only in control of so much. Mm-hmm. And there is a trust. I, I don't want to take it away. There is a trust that you have to have with the dancers that they're holding you and that you're steady and stuff. And you just feel rickety the whole time. But Wait, have you been lifted like that? No, I, I've been on the other end where I've had to lift people. And if one person's uneven, you just notice. You can tell. Oh, I see what you're saying. I I'm see. trying to remember if I have been lifted in something, but I don't think I ever have been, especially not live performing. So, but now what's the story? Okay, let, so let's get to T since you know Walker. Is he single? Do you think he would hook up with Naomi? Is, is she his type? Ooh, that's a question that I would have had. I I uh, would have to ask him about that. I do think he's single. I don't know what his type is, though. He's bi- He works so much. I mean, he goes back to look back at any of the old dance numbers. He's in the one with Jake Dupree. Um, he's been working with them, I think, since season nine for yeah. category is so he's been pretty active working with them i don't know what his what his type is or what his s- status is but he's walker to lit on instagram if you want to find him oh okay well look i don't see how naomi isn't everybody's type. i think naomi is so so gorgeous and so cute in any both boy and girl 
Um, okay, so here's what I wanted to say. Okay, one, this Todrick with his, she's, you know, flirting with this Walker guy, and he's like, okay, it's fine. Like, come on, Naomi, pay attention, right? But then it becomes like, um, you know, like, you know, it's people who don't pay attention or care. They're the ones that usually go home. And I was like, why did that, why was that comment necessary? That's part I don't get. Why was that comment necessary? Yeah, I remember on the the, the edit bay, they were like, let's make it look like it was Trinity because Trinity's laughing and then they, uh, <laughs> remember in the coming up, your favorite, that's yeah. kind of like my favorite part of the show now is they're like, coming up and then they show something like totally misdirection. Yeah, it's 100% a lie. They did it again too when uh, during the uh, judges critiques where Michelle gave some sort of negative critique and I think they showed Trinity again. Yeah. It seemed like she's telling Trinity this negative it wasn't to her at all right um yeah and then Todrick tells Trinity and I I actually because I watched this episode twice I had the luxury of watching it twice and or the burden and um <laughs> what what I would say is he tells Trinity at one point because she's like first of all she says don't give me hard choreography and then he gives her the hardest choreography right but I'm gonna come back to this in a second yeah she's going on like half beats versus everybody else they're getting like these full fleshed out okay yeah go ahead yeah, and then he goes, well, it's because you wrote those lyrics, and those lyrics maybe write, give you hard choreography. I'm like, so then on the second time I really listened to the lyrics, she's just like, one, two, three, four, you know, get, show the people what she wore. It's like, it's like what's so, what, what, what about this that you need to have, like, these really intricate lyrics? That's the part I didn't get. And I, I listened to the lyrics again, like, why? But I think, again, going for the winner's edit, she, of all, in the final video, and I guess I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, she had the most wow factor, and she's the last one, of all the dance numbers. Like, they have flags, and there's a whole thing with her number. I don't know if you had a thought on that. Uh, as far as her choreography being the hardest? Yeah. Well, like, I was going to... Oh, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that when you actually watch, because I think this is more relevant to like my music video segment, but because mm-hmm. you see all of the work actually all put together of all the, like what they had to do. Mm-hmm. And her, uh, Monet and Monique have the same flow and kind of the same idea as far as choreography. I would say Monet had maybe a little bit of a harder section, mm-hmm. but then Naomi kind of gets this breakdown in the song where it really slows down, which affects the choreography. But then Trinity gets this fast rap. So it's kind of, I don't know. It, I don't know if they told them to switch it up or if that's just how Trinity wrote her verse, mm-hmm. but that kind of song or that kind of style really speaks to that kind of choreography. So I could see Todrick, his point a little bit of, mm-hmm. I wanted to keep the Cause if he's doing slow choreo with this fast paced rap, mm-hmm. it's not going to match. So that's what I'm saying. The workload is just so divided between all the different contestants. And I would say the, the, the quote unquote easiest is Naomi. But you're speaking to the music. He says it, he blames her. He goes, Well, you wrote those lyrics and yeah. how to make the choreography to the lyrics. I could see if like, well, that's just the part where you're at, and you know, uh that makes more sense. Just, but he was he's blaming her. I don't like this Todrick Hall and stop trying to defend him. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know why you're so into this Todrick Hall. I'm, I'm definitely not into him. I'm just saying as a choreographer, he's he gave each one a different style, which is kind of hard for one person to create for four different queens mm-hmm. and to suit each one. Um, and for Trinity, I do. I, I mean, I think she took the criticism on the stage and then actually performed. Like, and if you look back at court category is, cause I, I think I've watched it probably more than you have. She had some pretty hard movements in that piece as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just don't think that she's, um, I don't think that she, I think she underestimates herself for how well she's able to learn choreography. 
All right, let's move on. On the po- on the What's the Tea podcast, Monet reveals that she wanted to impress Rue and Michelle with her improved runway. Monique used to run an X-Game ministry as a 300-pound closet case. Naomi was hurt by Rue and Michelle thinking she was unrelatable. And Trinity thinks All-Stars is harder than her initial season. Uh, moving on to Elimination Day. It's Elimination Day, and the girls walk into the workroom only to be surprised by the three Hall of Fame winners, Chad Michaels, Alaska, and Trixie Mattel. The girls all kiki, and the contestants share their feelings before the winners walk out the door and alaska wins the whole season with her team katya umbrella later the girls talk about their experiences before trinity wishes everyone good luck jay ellis your thoughts on the what's the tea podcast segment and the elimination day go the what's the tea podcast segment is kind of like our mirror moments or like the tic-tac lunch now tic-tac lunch yeah yeah so we kind of get that um i don't really have too much i think that we knew kind of each contestant's gripe with the judges coming in like Monet wants to prove that her runways are better and she's been talking about that all season how she's elevated her drag mm-hmm. the, the biggest shock to me was Monique about the X game ministry 300 pound yeah I didn't I don't think that was revealed at all this whole season or did I miss that section I don't remember this I've never I- it, 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 did you hear it today or did you not hear it on, on the show? Is, that's what I'm saying is I haven't in the past season on 10 and on all stars four. I don't think that's been a narrative piece for Monique at all. No, not even I, you. You would think even just the her losing weight would come up. Yeah. You know, like, it, like for instance, you would think they would find any, like they love a fat person, you know, they love any kind of big fat pig turning into a thin person. Don't joke about that. <laughs> Sorry, Sasha. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite yeah but uh and i'm surprised it hasn't ever come up before right that's what i'm saying is to lay out so much story that we just didn't have and save it for the what's the tea i don't know if it was strategy or if that's where the conversation was um i i'm not a regular listener to what's the tea Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I'll ever know the answer to that question, but to, for her to hold that information back, it seems like prime juicy meat for them to have used as a good story for her. You think, you think we would have seen more of it though. You think we would have seen more like going into it. It's like, Oh really? That's cool. Moving on. And you're like, wait, what? I needed I, that, that, you know, to be honest with you, that's two whole mirror moments in one little throwaway sentence, the X gay ministry. That's a whole mirror moment. The 300 pounds. That's a whole mirror moment. <laughs> Did you see that RuPaul was more impressed by the 300 pounds and getting thin than the ex military gay conversion? <laughs> Don't joke about that. <laughs> Sorry, Sasha. RuPaul yeah. goes, um, RuPaul goes, 300 pounds. And then when when it's the X gate like conversion, like a story, mm-hmm. like this narrative that is hurting so many more people, they're just like, yeah. Oh, you you led that. <laughs> like there's, there's two things if you ever listen to Wednesday Tea that RuPaul loves. She loves people turning thin, and she's always fascinated by how actors memorize lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you ever notice the show, like anytime they have it, it could be whatever actor, it could be like whoever. She was like, Here's what I don't get. How do you guys memorize all those lines? Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, again, like, and as, as you think you either told me off the air, you said it on there, there really isn't much meat to these episode, this episode. Um, it's not necessarily a horrible episode, but there's just not much to it. The what's the tea? We didn't really get much tea. Uh, we just, we just talked about it right now with Monique. Um, it literally is Trinity. What she talks about is how all stars was harder than her initial season. And, and, and I think their response should have been, it should be because <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, you're competing against yourself. 
and Michelle Michelle says that. Yeah, and you're also competing against much stronger contestants. Right. Yeah, you're not getting as many filler queens as I mean, these are kind of they try to get like a good crop of queens. Yeah, like Trinity, if you think about it, in a real season, there's only about half of them are actually any good. You know, she had Trinity the first few weeks she had to deal with James Mansfield and uh and uh who else was on that season? That was Kamora Black. Oh yeah, Kamora Black and Charlie Hydes and uh Cynthia Lee Fontaine. It's like <laughs> Cuckoo. <laughs> I think you mean cuckoo. Yeah. yeah. I would I always want to I, I should pull the clip when she does the funeral for the chair. Okay. Yeah. Remember when she does that? Like we pass this, we bless this chair. It give good chair. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that moment. That was that yeah, was yeah. funny. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Jay, I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever heard of uh, Dragula? The 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 world the search for the world's first drag super monster. I have ugly. <laughs> That's yeah, my knowledge. It's, yeah, it's it's hosted by the Boulay brothers, uh, Dracomorta and Swanthula. Well, I don't know if you know this, but my pal. Oh, you know what? This you know be really appropriate here. I think we should have some music here. Why don't we have a little bit of of some of our Dracula music here? And I'll play it really low underneath while we talk about this. And I don't want to do that one. All right, well, let's do it anyway. Um, my friend Lori Roggenkamp and I, we host a show about Dragula. It's a recap. You know we recap RuPaul's Drag Race here? Mm-hmm. We recap Dragula. The world, the search for the world's first drag super monster hosted by the Boulay Brothers. It, we, now, we did it on Patreon. We started in October of last year. Okay? And now we finished the whole run of the show thus far. We're releasing it into the wild, Jay. And now it's, I announced it last week on the show, but it wasn't, it took forever for iTunes to approve it. Now it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can go on iTunes or what if you call it Apple Podcasts. I don't care. It's on Spotify. It's on Overcast. If you use that app, it's on everywhere. Everywhere. Okay, Jay? It's mm-hmm. everywhere. And I'm going to tell you something here. Uh, if you're a big fan of Dragula, and you like love the Boulay brothers and everything they do, don't listen to this podcast. It's pretty much me and Lori making fun of the Boulay brothers and Dracula every single episode. Okay. If people just want content, do they have to watch the show or can they just listen to the podcast? That's a really good point, Jay. I'm going to tell you something because the, uh, the most of our fans of our show from Patreon were like, Joe, I didn't even watch the show. I would just listen because let me tell you guys something. This show is so horrible. You'd be so angry with me if you actually listened to the sh- if you watched the show. Just listen to our version over there on uh, Patreon. No, 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 not Patreon. iTunes. Okay, I'm gonna edit that out. No, I'm not. I'm gonna put a blink. But uh, iTunes, Spotify. You don't have to watch the show, but if you do want to watch it, though, Jay, you can watch it on YouTube and it's on Amazon Prime. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to go over, find Hello Uglies. Now, there's two Hello Uglies. I'm going to stop the music there. I don't need that anymore. There are two Hello Uglies, okay? There's another one, and they're fine, whatever. They do their thing. But then there's one with this beautiful cup. Jay, have you seen the cover art for this Hello Uglies? The one that Bookworms made for you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the, the talented artist ZZZ Bookworm ZZZ. That's where you can find her on Instagram. You can go look at her art. She did the cover. It's, it's me and Lori Roggenkamp a la the Boulay brothers on the cover. So the one that has like the beautiful cover, that's our show. You got to go find this Hello Ugly. I'm going to tell you something. I will say this. Okay. Episode two is very whatever. But episode three, hilarious. I'm going to tell you something, Jay. Episode four might be one of the funniest 
episodes of podcasting I've ever done. Okay. If mm-hmm. you guys want to start with those, I don't care. But anyway, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, go to uh, wherever you get your podcast. Download, subscribe, and write a review of the show. Believe it or not, especially at this early stage, that's really important. One more thing about Patreon. Uh, all the people who support us on Patreon, they got this episode as soon as it was done, immediately, like live the tape kind of thing, right? You have an edited version of the show, a truncated version, because also the people on Patreon got an extended segment. I'm going to tell you something. Jay and I did a super in-depth, I want to say like 20 minutes about stupid shit that I've done, but mostly about uh, the finale and what we thought about the ending. So if you just like want more drag race content, Jay and I did a whole extra 15 minutes just about drag race. Uh, that, and Patreon supporters got that at the top of the show. So go on over to patreon.com slash drag race recap and sign up at the $3 level. That's the one with the Latrice Royale, the eat it level. And you're going to get all this content. I usually list all the shows, Jay, but I think that's too long. I spent so much time talking about this Dragula. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not I don't, Look up Hello Uglies, not Dracula. Hello Uglies. Talking about this Hello Uglies, and now I waste it on Patreon. But that's, anyway, patreon.com slash drag race recap, $3 a month. You get the show early and you get extra stuff. So that's once again, patreon.com, patreon.com slash drag race recap. All right, we're going to take a break right there and we'll be right back. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And we're back. Okay. Uh, the first thing we saw when we came back was the music video for Super Queen. Jay, do you want to give your thoughts on this music video? We talked a little bit about it, but uh, I overall didn't like the format, the blocking. The The dance was fun. I couldn't tell you a single lyric if my life depended on it. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that stood out. Um, Monet really did do a great job with the choreography. Mm-hmm. Um God, it, 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 I hate to... The The only costume that stood out was Naomi. I thought that her jumpsuit, it was kind of like a cool leather jumpsuit, was the, the strongest standout for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they moved through each segment kind of was like a rough transition. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I like the inclusion of the previous All-Stars being back there, mm-hmm. just to give them a little bit more something to do. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't like the song. I didn't like the presentation. It was it was definitely in more recent years my weakest of them all. You know what's really funny is I actually really do like the runway version of Super Queen. I think it's fun. I haven't listened. To, I've only listened to what they played on the runway. I've actually never listened to the song. Right. But from what they play on the runway, I think it's really fun. I don't know why they didn't do just a version of that. They did like almost like a slowed down, like 
hipstery version of the song, which I thought was a very strange choice, especially for such a high energy dance number. And there was no tying chord, like in um, Reggie wrote you, there was that tying force to kind of give us a break where they came back together as a group and did the choreography. I just feel like we didn't have anything that tied the song together. It just felt very thrown against the wall. It, it was, it was a rough one. You're right. And it, yeah, you're right. That Reggie wrote you and even Kitty Girl and stuff like that. They had these moments where you could like take a breath. Right. Like, okay. Cause it's a lot of like sensory overload and you, you get a chance to like take a breath and then like uh, exor- absorb whatever the visual nonsense they're going to throw at you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was really impressed that they were able to get that choreography down in time the way they did. I thought, I actually don't think anyone did terribly on the choreography. Agreed. You know what I couldn't see, and I watched it twice. Did they ever use the cartwheel? Not a once. No, you know who did the cartwheel and terribly was was Trinity <laughs> during her lip sync. What was that? I, I that's know. a that's a whole other issue. But yeah, that yeah. was a very. It's funny that they had that segment at all mm-hmm. because I was watching. I'm like, well, this is going to be important because it's going to be like when BB tried to jump on her dancer's lap and totally failed. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, well, this is definitely like a plot point that we're going to find a way around this. And then not a cartwheel to be found. No. And, and what's funny is even the music video, they barely even referenced it. I think the only reference that you ever hear about it is when Michelle kind of reads Naomi for her simple lyrics. They don't even really reference the music video. I think, the, am I wrong? I mean, no, not at all. But I think the actual song Super Queen is, the only part I know is, she's a super queen, super queen. And it's weird that we didn't have that between the lyrics just to kind of break it up. And they could have done the group number. I just, I feel like they didn't all come together until the very end. Mm-hmm. And they they highlighted, I think, Monet and Naomi each. But that that was it. I don't know. It, it, it just feels like the, like the final challenge was an after afterthought media. It feels like the thing was just afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so uh scale of one to 10, how would you rate the music video for super queen? I won't be going back to it. So that's gotta be uh, for the effort and the choreography. I'll give it like a four. Oh, <gasps> that was my exact number. Really? Yeah. I, I just don't, oh, I didn't enjoy that. it. Mm-hmm. What did you, um, what, I mean, you talked a little bit about it, but what did you, I mean, overall, do, don't, did it feel like a, a conclusion? No, I just, you know, it's so funny. It feels like every other one, because All Stars 2, Reggie wrote, you just took my breath away, which is so funny because it's so simple. It's right there on the main stage. It's not even, it's not even all the production value. Mm-hmm. It's them on the main stage, you know? And then, um, and you know what, to be honest with you, I thought Kitty Girl was a, a home run. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. Okay, I don't know why All Stars Four. This one was, and like I said, the song um, uh, "Super Queen" isn't. I, I have to listen to the whole song. I actually just put it on Spotify earlier today. I'll listen to the whole thing, but it didn't seem like it was a bad song. They would have done the original one. It, it could, they could have done something really cool with it. Um, I don't know. It's sort of just like a letdown. It, it seems sort of like you said, not to quote name my own company, but afterthought. It seemed like an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, I guess we got to do a choreographed number. Mm-hmm. so i i 100 agree with you it was it was very very strange and also i will say having the girls the other queens back there like not lip singing what do you call that where you like fake guitar sync you know uh, it was yeah. funny but like it was weird i don't know it was 
It was super bizarre. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. All right. Well, I that, that, that they gave them three looks uh, like the, the old Queens. They gave them three looks like the workroom look, the stage look, and then the crowning look. You brought something up. up. I think something was supposed to happen or it did. And they cut it because do you remember dear? I don't know what they call that segment when Ruth's talking to them on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. She says like, well, all uh, my eyes have been on you. But she, she alluded that there have been other eyes on them. And then they go like, oh, what is she talking about? Oh, my God. Yeah. And then the queens are there when they come in the room and they sort of like say like, oh, we're going to judge them. And they're like, what? And they're like, oh, we're kidding. Yeah. But then it was like, well, what was what was the that weird Chekhov's gun they dropped on the TV screen? Right. Do you think that there was supposed to be – that they were supposed to do more and then they changed their minds or – I really do think that it was a, a – uh post-production they were just like how do we how do we scramble to make this look right there i think there's a lot to be said there's a lot on the editing room floor that we just didn't see that was cut because of something happened i don't know part of me wants to say did you bring all of these drag queens back just to be like mime playing instruments in the back of a number right yeah funny because i would have loved to you know like what's funny they did this stupid what's the tea segment i would have loved if they did like those maybe they're not choosing but they go in one by one and have a conversation with those three queens about what they think it means to be america's next oh wait the hall of fame member yada 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 and then you see that segment instead of the what's the tea segment i would have rather seen that yeah. almost like then they're going to report to rue with their finds about the interview Right. A little like Kiki and then they get to do that. Right. And they go in one by one and just talk to them. Not a jury. They're not choosing anything. Then that would make more sense why you brought them there. But right now it seems like they just brought them there to to be in the background of a music video. Yeah. Because I remember the role last year of Alaska and Chad was The Handmaid's Tale. So they were using them in each episode as like the yeah. the little thing to move the, the, the quote unquote like plot forward. But mm-hmm. yeah, this was just a weird, um, <laughs> it, was, it was weird to have them here without any rhyme or reason for it. Yeah, hi, we're here. We brought you some alcohol. We're going to drink. Bye, later. We're out of here. Yeah. And then we're going to play music. And then that's the only time we ever see them. Yeah. Oh, and then they crowned them. They crowned. They, yeah, they came out for the crowning. Yeah. It was super, super strange. Um, okay, now it's time for the looks. Jay, do you have um, the looks pulled up right there in front of you? I do. I have them right here. Okay, who's the first one down the runway? The first one we had was Monet Exchange. Uh, what was she wearing? I oh, okay. So, <laughs> right. I forgot about them. I'm going to go kind of just head down with her. So she had on that yarn wig that was kind of in an updo, kind of like beehive but to the side. And then um, a over-the-shoulder, like one-shoulder dress that had leaves. And it was purple and teal, and it draped all the way down. It was a great gown, gorgeous gown. I think mm-hmm. it's called a mermaid tail. I don't know if I'm right with that Is description. Really? I think where it's like very thin and then it explodes oh, out yeah, into tails. Right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think this was, I've said this before, but I think that Monique this season has really just brought her best runway looks. Uh, obviously. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a good episode yeah, unless somebody's. <laughs> what? Bob. I'm I have to edit myself out. I have to constantly edit the episodes because I keep calling her Bob. Oh, well, you're wrong. I meant Monet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, this was a really good look for her. And to have that turnaround and to have... I love when wigs are made out of different thing other than hair. So I thought that was just a really cool detail. And you could see the texture at the nude lip. Everything just looked really right for Monet. I thought this was a really great finale look. Okay. 
next, we have Monique Hart, I believe, is next, correct? Monique Hart, yeah. Wearing her wig to put on a crown, mm-hmm. which I don't know how a crown would sit on that wig. It was pretty big. Um, this was probably my least favorite of... Well, I've seen Monique look better, I guess. This was just okay. I think what would have really would have made this... Neck up, she's great, but I think that the material is where I kind of missed some stuff. It looks just flat. Like on the camera, it reads flat. Mm-hmm. And even though you have those different, uh, I guess like petals of fabric hanging from the waist, like bunched up, it really is a gorgeous dress. But I think that there are, um, there's ways to make it kind of catch the light a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. You know, for me, actually, believe it or not, I actually like this look. I know I, I do agree that the, the bunching up in the middle makes her look thicker than you would need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is sort of a problem, but I actually think a lot of times Monique suffered from her her outfits look cheap or sloppily put together sometimes, or it doesn't it doesn't look as good as the other queen. This is one of the few times I'm like, oh no, she she's up there with the other girls looking. I hate the phrase, but like expensive. Yeah, well, and I think that she avoids that looking blocky because she's show, showing shoulders and she has like that darted chest piece. So it's yeah. kind of creating that illusion with our the top part and then going into like a thinner silhouette. So it makes you know. That she's lost 300 pounds, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Peter Boot for Monique. Uh, oh, uh, for sure. Uh, for Monique? I would mm-hmm. say it's still a toot. It, it, it's just I've seen better from her that I've liked better. What about Monet? Monet was a toot. These are all, uh, spoiler, they're all toots for me. Uh, okay, you know yeah, what? All for me, they're all toots as well. Okay, I have great. Scribbles here and there, so no more tooting and booty. We all get toots. All right, here we go. All those are fat. Oops, Naomi Smalls. I don't know why the audio keeps going out. All right, here yeah. we go. Um, Naomi Smalls was in the purple, guy, like layered. I don't even know how to. How would you describe this? Like kind of um, voluminous. Voluminous. Yeah. yeah. So voluminous. Yeah. Voluminous. And then she has a reveal where she takes off essentially the whole bottom part, and it becomes kind of a sequined bodysuit but or mm-hmm. leotard i guess is more of an appropriate thing um i really liked how this moved down the runway and i liked the the, the proportions of the elbow pads because it's exaggerated i think if it was any smaller it would look kind of weird mm-hmm. i like the hat i like the net i think it is very like fashion catalog and she stayed true to who naomi is so i think that it's a very successful final runway i agree should have heard it why does it keep turning the volume up? I don't know. Here we go. Next, we have on the runway, we have, um, oh, Trinity Taylor. Trinity the Tuck Taylor. Import from Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my dream is to be on the judges panel so I could do quips with them. I thought that the joke about, oh, I thought that she was an A cup, but now I can see she's a T or whatever. I thought that was a very funny one. Um, this print is amazing. I think it's so cool. I haven't seen anything like this before on the show. So I really liked that. I do want to say that from the neck up, I'm reading Melania Trump for Trinity. Too. I was seeing that too. Cause the too much uh, plastic surgery. It's well, it's the, the face structure and the hair that she chose for the, both the lip sync and the runway. It's just, it was very Melania, which is, I mean, Melania is pretty, but that's just where my mind goes. And it's not the association that I want to make with drag race, <laughs> but the dress itself, I thought was it's, it's fun to have classy meets clever or like comedy with that. The teacups on the boobs. It's, I think it's, a great dress and yeah. i think it's again one of one of the stronger looks that i've seen trinity pool 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, I agree with you. The only thing I didn't like was I think I liked it better with. I know I like the gag of it all, but I think I liked it with the the piece in the front. Agreed. Yes. I think I liked it better with that. Okay. Well, that was the looks. All right, moving on. Back on the main stage, there was praise all around from the judges before the queens were asked why they should be placed in the Hall of Fame. Everyone gives answers that no one listens to, and then the girls retire to the workroom as the judges deliberate. There is more wasted time before the girls are called back one more time. Immediately, RuPaul eliminates Monique and Naomi Smalls. That leaves Monet Exchange and Trinity the Tuck as the top two queens and one more lip-sync battle for their ultimate legacy. The song, Fighter by Christina Aguilera. In the end, it was all a waste of time as RuPaul named both Monet Exchange and Trinity the Tuck the winners of All-Star Season 4 after Buzz TV's Jay Ellis. What are your final thoughts on the episode? What are your final thoughts on the season? Uh, I liked the choice for the lip sync song. I thought Fighter by Christina Aguilera is a very good song. And it actually shows the capabilities of a queen because it's kind of spoken word and lyrics so it's fun and there's a lot of ad libs for the queens to play with mm-hmm. if we were going off of just the lip sync alone monet took that lip sync for me yeah that was not pound the alarm level of monet but that was i was captivated and watched monet the entire time and for trinity to attempt a cartwheel on that final runway when she doesn't think it's going to be good is a wild choice like i don't know where it's something must have just been going through her head like the adrenaline Mm-hmm. And she just thought that it was a good idea at the time. But I just don't, I mean, that was the only time that I really looked to Trinity, which is hard to do because Trinity is one of my favorite lip syncers on the show. I think that she mm-hmm. consistently has brought good energy and knows the lyrics and stuff. So Monet, though, did take this lip sync. I thought that was the the clear winner if they were going to go off just that. Mm-hmm. But as far as the entire finale and stuff, I mean, we we could talk about it ad nauseum. I just don't love the double win. I appreciate that the show is sending the message that we can have more than one winner, but it just seems at that point of the competition without the lead up, without any guesses that that is going to be it, it just looked like the, the show was trying to right a wrong, and that's just how I'm going to read it. I agree with you. What did you think? I, I think I completely agree with you. I think Monet's lip sync was better. I feel like with Trinity, you know, one of the problems with doing so on All Stars is all your lip sync tricks get seen. Right. And so I felt like I, I've seen all these moves from Trinity before. So it wasn't anything new. And then you're right. If, if we believe what she says, that what we saw on the main stage was her doing a cartwheel for the first time. Why would you make your second time the lip sync for the crown of all stars four? It was very, very strange. And all the moves where she crouches down and every move I've seen that move. I've seen it on the finale of season nine. I've seen it multiple times a season. It, it, but yet where I felt Monet brought something new, I will say I, I think this was on the music video. I should have mentioned it there. I'm sick of this fucking sponge. But look, she played it down. She brought it back today. Okay, whatever. It, it would have been so much better, though, if she would have never mentioned it until the finale. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that have been better? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're right. I Now, I don't, I don't buy into the narrative that this cheapens the crown because I feel more and more now we're having that argument all the time. Oh, Aquaria winning, that cheapens the crown. Sasha winning, that cheapens the crown because, you know, the lip sync there. People don't like the lip sync battles at the end of the finales. And so... I, I don't buy into that. Like, you know, we'll eventually just accept Monet and Trinity as the winners of All Star Season Four. But it does do a disservice to Monet Exchange because, yes, now it seems there's always an asterisk. Same thing with Trinity by their name for their win because it was split. 
and it, and maybe not deserve, and there will always be the whispers like well trinity deserved the win but we sort of gave it to you as sort of like uh, a token if you will which i think african americans and other people of color are very sensitive to be seen as tokens mm-hmm. and they don't want to be seen as tokens they don't want to see affirmative action it's so funny a uh, co-host of the show larry flick I, you know, he was very much against affirmative action in RuPaul's Drag Race. That was the point he made in one of the very first episodes. You know, this is the competition show where you judge the merit. And what the impression is, whether it was or not, the impression is indelible that it comes off as affirmative action. And that does a disservice to both Trinity and does a, a disservice to both Monet. But at the end of the day, it's a drag competition show. And who the fuck cares? I still need to pay my bills. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and what's funny is in a week, we're going to have a whole batch of 15 new queens that we're going to talk about and argue about. And that's the thing, too, is at the end of the day, no one thinks about these all-stars queens. They always get overshadowed because in, a week later, there's a whole new competition. Right. So at the end of the day, I, I couldn't tell you one thing apart from Ben quitting the show and is she going to jump from there and all these different quotes from All-Stars 3. I couldn't tell you a single thing from All-Stars 3. Yeah, and I think that speaks to the format. I think that we're due for a refresher for the All-Stars format if they are going to do this again. Um, the I think we need to let the pool fill up a little bit more with new queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way, like I would say wait just three years and let us really get the crop of some of the best queens around. Yeah. I know they're not going to, or even do like an inner, since we're doing UK, we could pull some from there as well and just get like a global kind of a global brand. And it might introduce people to who don't watch the UK version. If mm-hmm. they're on all stars, they might get them new fans. I don't, I think there's ways to keep this franchise fresh. I know they tried with all stars three to do the jury thing. And that's just, this isn't the type of show that does it. Cause it's gay men <laughs> who are, yeah. who are bitchy and they don't want to let other people win. Uh, but I think that all stars two was so successful because it broke the formula and I think if they want to keep doing that, they have to change that format and keep thinking of ways to keep the show fresh. But you know what's so funny is I was I've thought about what you said before. There's a couple there's a couple solutions that I have. One, they should probably implement close, you know, for the real baseball hall of fame, you ha- it has to be five years before you can be considered after you've retired. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go that long, but there should maybe make a three-year, like I think you just mentioned this, a three-year gap between when you're finished your run on the show and when you appear in all stars or three season gap where it's a year and a half basically. Oh, you're right. A three season gap or something where it's like two to three years before you've been on the show. So in other words, I would say no one should be considered for all stars for next year for all stars five. Uh, anyone preseason, but postseason eight, it should be eight below. And the other thing is don't be afraid to bring back former all stars. You could make a killer, a killer, uh, lip sync. I mean, season with people from All Stars Two, All Stars One, and All Stars Three, and All Stars Four. The people who didn't make it, you could do like a, an amazing season, amazing season of people who just didn't make it all the way through. You know, like I, the people that were talking about people who got robbed. You know, they could come back for an amazing All Star season. Don't be afraid to use them more than once. We're not tired of seeing them. Not even Latrice. We love seeing them interact. Don't be afraid of that. I'd rather see Detox for the third or fourth time than see Pheromone or uh, uh, I like I like seeing Jasmine Masters, but seeing Pheromone or you know James Mansfield or or someone who's not as dessert. I don't need to see April Carry on again. Mm-hmm. I was just naked on Instagram. <laughs> but you know what's so funny too they feel like this episode in the last couple of episodes ever since post manila actually have been a disappointment it's almost been like a um how would i call it uh, a petering out of what was what was an amazing season i think all-stars four uh, when you take the average episode was far better than all-stars three 
Yeah. Uh, it's just the last few episodes. I wouldn't even say the last few episodes were really weak. It was just they were like, meh. And then Manila went home. And it just sort of seemed like last week's episode was a dud after that. And then today was just like, just yeah and i think that speaks to manila being a narrator and one of the the great talking heads and i don't even think she could have saved that sex in the kitty challenge Mm -hmm. or kitty whatever i don't think if she was involved oh kitty girl i don't think that she would have been able to save anything in that but it's just it turned into they they had to depend more on naomi to be a uh narrator versus a manila and mm-hmm. Latrice, and I don't know, it's just as the people get whittled down, I mean, Monique can only pull so much, Monet can only pull so much, so they can't just keep using them. It's kind of like when they started introducing Cameron Michaels as the narrator, you're like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other person that existed, yeah. Right. Jay, have you said everything you have to say about this episode, about this season? Yeah, I want to mirror what you said, where this season, what I think it was a fun season to watch, the finale, I don't want to say it was disappointing, because I always enjoy it, but it was um, a little lackluster, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to hold it as in high as of esteem, but I'm proud of Monet and Trinity. I think they both did great. And I'm happy that they're able to share a title, even if I think Trinity was kind of more of the clear winner. All right. Very good. Well, I, I want everyone to know. A couple, well, first of all, Jay, where can everybody find you? Because you're on the, on the outros now. There's no plugs anymore. We can find oh, you right. at, on Twitter. Where are you at on Twitter? Twitter is still underscore jealous and that's J E L L I S. And I really like conversations with people like when they're talking about the show. So if you guys heard something on here that you disagree with, let me know. Uh, um, and I'll ignore that. Every time we go on Twitter, Jay's having a conversation with the most random person. With the most, random, It'll be like someone else. It'll be like a, a famous person. I always have the check mark by the name. And he'll be like, I don't like lettuce. And Jay will be like, Oh really? Have you tried escarole? I'm like, what? What? I love Escarole. Don't yeah. joke about that. Uh, <laughs> and then what about no. your Instagram? Instagram is don't underscore be underscore jealous, spelled the same same way, J-E-L-L-I-S. I don't post often, but you know. Uh, but when you do, no shirt. When I well, yeah, what do you <laughs> what if, what do you think I'm not wearing right now? <laughs> Are you really not wearing a shirt right now? No, I think I do, but it has holes in it, so it's kind of oh. like Swiss cheese on my body. And I want everyone to know this right now. We didn't really get into the show. Jay is Jay is under a lot of stress right now. I'll just say that Jay's in a very stress. And he, I, I will say on a personal note, Jay, you are a stand-up guy. In very many ways, he could have canceled today. He's under a lot of stress, and I appreciate it personally, professionally, and it shows you guys what a good friend Jay Ellis is to the show and to me personally so thank you jay well honestly it's like this it's you can either sit there and think about whatever's going on or you can have a good time like talking with a friend about one of the best shows on tv and i chose the latter and i'm really happy i did because you and thank you so much you've been incredible but um this really did help for like the past what have we been doing like an hour and a half it's just i haven't even really it's just been great it's been uh it's been fun to talk about so thank you all right. Well, I hope everything turns out for the best. Guys, we will see you. And what's funny, this is the last of having to find a random co-host. Uh, starting on February 28th, it's going to be myself and Pod is my co-pilot. Taylor, you know that hit podcast, Pod is my co-pilot? Taylor the Latte Boy, the host of that show, will be the permanent host for season 11. Every week, me and Taylor the Latte Boy talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, season 11. Well, that concludes this season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 4. I want to thank all of the many co-hosts who have helped me this season, including Larry Flick, Taylor the Latte Boy, Jamila Zara, and of course, my bestie, my best Judy, Jay Ellis. So for all of them and myself, sashay away. Until next season. <laughs> Until next season, that's right.
want to share your thoughts about Drag Race, email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. The outro music was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. You can find Alex Lefebvre on Instagram at Alex Lefebvre Music. That's A-L-E-X-L-E-F-E-V-R-E-M-U-S-I-C. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash dragracerecap. Finally, to find all of our old episodes, visit our website at dragracerecap.com.